It was all going so well. 100k green arrow was on the cards. And then West Ham had to play. And Lingard had to go and get his second 12-pointer in two weeks. Back to the drawing board. The button has been pressed. The wild card is active. This week, we look at game week 31, and we devour my wild card. Welcome to Bandit's Broadcast. I think just very briefly, uh, touch on last week. Um, so for me, I got 58 points, which was very kind of middle of the road. Um, it did get me a green arrow, but only just. Um, I was basically, because I had I only had uh, Dean on Monday. Um, so I had 57 points going into Monday's games, which was kind of well above the average. And that kind of average came crashing down. Um, well, flying up and crashing down around me um, on Monday night with... Uh, Lingard getting 12 points. Um, and yeah, West Ham just <clears throat> scoring three and throwing me up. And Dean losing his clean sheets in 86 minutes was not ideal. And even getting a yellow card, it's just a stinky little one-pointer. I'm tired of him. He's done. He's definitely not staying in the wild card. Um, but yeah, kind of generally, I, kind of, I didn't really make any. I thought starting Bale was a mistake when he came on for two minutes. But turns out... Um, my highest score on the bench was Antonio, who also just got the one point after getting subbed off for being injured. Um, so I really couldn't have done much more on my team. Um, my transfer last week was Alonso, um, which 20 minutes in, it looks like I'd nailed it. Um, but he ended just on a three-pointer. But I think getting one of the boring Chelsea defenders, um, most of them got zero. So I suppose it's a small highlight there. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. We're on to the wild card now, so I'll not dwell on uh, last week's team too much. Um, kind of, I guess I'll talk about my uh, wild card mainly. Just kind of cover the wild card. I'll tell you where I am with it. So we'll start with goalkeepers and defenders first. So I've got Mendy and Forster as my two keepers. Um, Forster, the only playing four row. That's why I've picked it. Nothing more than that. Um, and then. My defence are Trent, Diaz. I've got one Bissaka in that minute. I probably won't stay. Um, Consa. Um, and then we've gone for a, a spicy little Nat Phillips. So the kind of my change keeper has been to Martinez to Mendy. Um, basically, I wanted Chelsea and Villa representation at the back somehow. And this is the cheapest way of doing it. Um, there's no... Chelsea defender you can really rely on for starts at Conza's price. Um, Rudiger does exist, um, but didn't start last week. He probably will start now, given they just conceded five to West Brom, but it is still a risk. Um, whereas at least with kind of having Mendy at the back, you kind of know he's obviously going to start um, every week. Um, and then, so I've gone double Liverpool defence somehow. Um, there was only two clean sheets last week, so I'm hoping recency bias isn't swaying me too much here. Um, one of those clean sheets, being Liverpool, the other City. Um, Trent basically looks like the Trent we we wanted all along. We probably all started with him at the start of the season, and all would have probably even paid like eight five for him or something mad like that. Um, but now he's looks like he's back, um, picking things in, and he's got a point to prove. Um, not being named in the England squad, he he's going to do everything he can to make sure he's he's on the plane. So I don't see him kind of 
holding back over the last few weeks. And these last few weeks, the fixtures speak for themselves. They're absolutely mad. Um, just short, I mean, the next three, Villa, Leeds, Newcastle. The only, the only tough game they've got between now and the end of the season is Man U in 34. Um, after that, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace. Genuinely, you're looking in the last eight games, you wouldn't be surprised to see five, five cleans. And then the attacking returns from Trent on top of that. Because of the high likelihood, of, well, high hope of clean sheets, that's why I've gone for Nat Phillips as well. So for those who don't know, he's 4-0 and is starting every week because of the injuries at the back. Um, obviously, Gomez and Van Dijk aren't, aren't coming back this season, um, as far as we know. Um, so he should be starting from now until the end of the season. And look, he's nowhere near corners or set pieces or anything. He, he, I think if he gets an attack in return, it would be super lucky. But he's 4-0 and... Hopefully, we'll get probably the most clean sheets out of any defensive team between now and the end of the season. So, it feels like a no-brainer. I won't be starting him every week. Um, I think double might feel a bit too too mad in some games. But when he's starting for me this week, um, with, I mean, like, so Spurs and Manu playing each other, I've got one Bissaka, I don't want to be playing him. So, he's an easy kind of bench. And then you can start Phillips over him quite happily this week. And... It, he even if I'm benching him uh, because if I'm taking one or two risks in the team, just having a playing four-o defender, even ignoring the fact he plays for Liverpool, is a bit is a bit mad, and there's not actually many options at all um, at the four-o. So it's just feels like a little little hack. Um, then in the midfield, um, so two big hitters, Bruno and KDB, neither um, are nailed in my team. So I have a bit of a problem here in that. I've also gone for Jota, which means my triple is used up and I don't have Salah. I'm effectively banking on the fact that Jota's not going to be far behind Salah in terms of points and he's nearly six million <laughs> cheaper, which is just extraordinary and kind of unprecedented kind of levels. So I've just got to hope that he kind of maintains some kind of pace. I don't expect him to match him, but I mean, his. He's playing when he's been playing, when he was fit before, and now that he's back, he just seems to score all the time. He's kind of doing what you kind of would pay Manet to do if you were buying. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, it feels like a no brainer to get him in. Again, the fixtures are completely mad. The only decision here is because Trent is in, um, Jotter is in. So the real decision is between. A four million Phillips and a twelve point four million Salah, and it, it's, it's still up for debate. Uh, the reason I've gone Bruno, his ownership's just miserable to kind of fight against, even when you have him and don't captain him. Um, it's horrible. You still get a red arrow even when he scores. Then, so to kind of go without him just is going to fill me with dread every time the player. We've got kind of up and down fixtures, um, but he's going to start all the time, obviously got the pens which they seem to get three million of it just seems an unnecessary risk to go without him um kdb i kind of feel the opposite about he kind of feels like an unnecessary risk to go with um so he obviously started last week end and played midweek 
he Pep has already told us rotation's going to be mad. And he said kind of rotation even more so for Dortmund and then even more so again for Leeds. For him to start this weekend, it feels unlikely. So he's kind of, why am I then spending nearly 12 mil on someone like that? My risk then is kind of just going maybe Sterling, even just for one week, just in the hope that because he didn't start either, then we're trying to hope and gamble on Pep's rotation. But if he's told us there's going to be rotation and Sterling hasn't started either, then logic would tell you his due a start. But applying logic to, to Pep's lineup is, is risky. But that, that's kind of a decision I've got there. So KDB and Sterling, I probably do would prefer KDB long-term. Um, there's a third option, um, kind of who I was very excited about last week. And that's Aguero. So that's obviously a formation change there as well. Um, so he's even he's cheaper. Um, he started last weekend, but didn't start Europe. So to kind of predict whether he's starting or not is kind of a smarter man than me. Uh, could work that one out, but I want him between now and the end of the season. So do I just jump on it now and enjoy it now? Or kind of maybe wait until later. So that's kind of one of those three. I am only going one. I just think a third is a bit mad. Uh, there's a world where I get Mares, but again, he started both of the last two games. So I hate even suggesting uh, what I'm predicting for a pep lineup, but that's where it just seems a, an unnecessary risk for Mares again. Uh, then I've got Lingard. I'm tired of getting burnt by him. Uh, a lot of people were talking about selling him soon. They've got kind of a mixed bag of fixtures as well, but you can't ignore. He's the most one of the most informed guys in the in the league at the minute, and he's cheap. They do have great fixtures. Scatter them on the bad ones. So they've got Leicester bad, Newcastle good, Chelsea bad, and then Burnley, and then a pretty decent running for the last four as well. It just seems this season, um, every bandwagon just seems to work, even if it's just short term. But people like Bale, people just brought him in. It worked. Um, Jota earlier in the season, people just brought him in. It worked. Uh, Lingard is, is doing it again. Um, so that's the those four. Um, and then my cheapy, uh, cheap-ish um, is Rafinha. I've actually got Rafinha and Bamford in my team at the minute. I haven't taken them out yet. I'd be surprised if both stay, but they are there at the minute. My thoughts are, yes, their next three fixtures are probably the worst three you could hope for. City, Liverpool and Man U. But we're not going to, despite us, quote-unquote, not having anything to play for, I can't see Bielsa allowing us to kind of relax. Um, we don't have any midweek games, so it should be our first 11 every week, so there's no risk of rotation. I think is more likely to stay than Bamford. Um, a, he's a million cheaper. And B, Bamford does seem a bit crocked. He kind of is getting subbed quite a bit. Um, I mean, he's been subbed the last three. Uh, one of those was an actual, was just straight up injury. Um, he's obviously got something. The only thing that's making me keep him is if the Euro aspect does have any weight at all, 
he's suggested in interviews that he's not he's not given up um, on getting to the Euros, so he's going to do everything he can. He still has a super outside chance of maybe getting the golden boot or sharing it. It would require a lot of goals between now and the end of the season, but if he thinks he can do it, then maybe we should be backing him. Um, I just think it's not necessarily... I think if I'm being honest, he's probably he probably is gone from my wildcard. But seeing people not on wildcard ship him out this week just see, feel, feels a bit hasty. Um, and I think he probably do have bigger bigger fires to put out. Um, then I've got Kane. Um, shouldn't be any kind of discussion on that. Kind of easily done. Uh, then I've taken a bit of a bit of a dice roll on Ayanacha. Um If Lingard isn't the most informed player in the league, Ayanacha probably is. He's not nailed long term, um, so he's a bit of a risky pick kind of moving forward. Um, I think the expectation is as soon as Barnes is back, it's probably a kind of rotation of formation and maybe Ayanacha kind of loses his spot then. My only thought is kind of maybe it's his place to lose. He's been scoring goals like mad. Maybe he's not immediately shipped out. But he's at least got another few games in him. Um, and he is part of the reason why I'm thinking of just losing Bamford as well. Um, purely because then maybe by the time Ayanacha is done and out of the team, it could be just about time for Bamford to come back in after those three rotten fixtures are out of the way. Because Leeds don't have too bad of a run after those three. Um, Brighton and Tottenham, which aren't great. But after that, Burnley, Southampton and West Brom. So it's not it's not like they've got a bad run for the rest of the season. It's purely this kind of three-week period, which could line up quite nicely for Ayanacha kind of being out of the team. So that's kind of where I am. Um, we'll not focus too much on that. There's a couple of decisions. So let's uh, let's tie into those and see what people think. Kind of what people are wildcarding this week. So I probably am going to focus quite a lot on wildcard, um, if I'm being completely honest. So let's uh, let's dig in even more. So one of the reasons I was quite hesitant to actually activate it, I actually activated it on Tuesday um, rather than doing the sensible thing and just activating it straight away on, on Saturday. Um, and that's because I was a bit... I had three Spurs attackers, Kane, Bale and Lucas. And I just felt a bit caught. They've got a double, obviously, in, in 33. In, sorry, in 32. It's a good double as well, Everton and Southampton. And I was in quite a unique position of... There's a few people with two um, attackers, maybe people of Kane and Son, but it's quite rare for people to have three. So that was kind of my little my little secret weapon. And I, but the point is, I didn't really have three, did I? Bill just seems like he's villain number one again. And I'm not expecting him to get any kind of significant minutes, even over the double. And then Lucas is is always a roll of the dice and kind of Jota and Lingard similarly priced. It, it feels stupid to have someone like Lucas when those two are just on the fire that they are. Um, so then basically as soon as the West Ham game finished, Lingard had done it again. I thought, I, I, I mean, my hand has been forced. Um, so I activated it Tuesday morning. Um, it does mean for the double, um, I'm going to just have one and that will be Kane, who will obviously be captain. Um I think that's kind of fine. There's people wildcarding taking Son in, but I've done this before on this podcast where I've talked down Son. I'm scared of doing it again. But since game week 14, he scored twice. Why are we paying? 
nine and a half million. They don't set up to score three or four goals like Liverpool or, well, not maybe Liverpool, like City or even teams like West Ham. They're just so passive and relying on bad defenders for some reason. I don't want to spend a combined 20 million on them, even in a double. I might come to regret it, as I often don't do with my uh, Son decisions. He's gone down in price this week, so people are kind of, I suppose, potentially agreeing um, and taking him out, but he's simply not scoring enough. He's had assists in there. I'm being slightly, slightly cheeky with that stat. Not two goals since 14, but even if he had an assist every week since then, he'd still want him to score a few more goals, wouldn't you? So he's out. He's out. I was also quite hesitant at pushing it because apparently we could actually get a fairly significant double in 35 and then followed by a blank in 36. And maybe that would be nice to kind of survive with a wild card. Um, I mean, it's, it's too late for me now, but maybe it's just something to kind of think about and keep an eye on because... If you do, if you're still kind of hesitant of activating it yourself this week, maybe just have a quick look over the team. I mean, I'll, I'll bring it up myself, of the teams that could be um, doubling in 35. Um, because depending on how your team looks now, it might be worth holding on to your team for 35 and then wildcarding out of it. It feels a bit mad to kind of save it that late. So you'll be wildcarding in 36. But I've done it before kind of... Because a lot of the time you kind of do get the doubles around then, um, and you can still work it out pretty, pretty nicely. Um, so apparently there's quite a lot of different outcomes, uh, but we're kind of looking at between five and six teams. So let's just have a look at those. And of course, there's still two doubles which haven't been announced yet. So that's Palace, Southampton, Villa, Everton. Hmm. So that's why it's kind of. Have a look at your team, see if you've got players from there in, um, and then maybe reassess. So the fixtures that would go from 36 to 35. Um, so basically City could end up there, um, Chelsea could end up there, um, Southampton again, um, on Leicester as well. Um, so the problem with Southampton, we've got to kind of rule them out anywhere. Uh, the fixtures are horrible between now and the end of the season. As nice as it would be, as nice as it would be to kind of throw throw someone in there. Uh, Redmond looks hot at the minute, but I just don't think it's justifiable with the, the fixtures they've got. And they kind of don't have anything to play for either. Um, I never really like saying that, that they're professional footballers. They're not actually going to be on the beach. Um but yeah, so kind of. But Chelsea and, and City, um, City are obviously rotating like mad. Um, so maybe the double is less weighted. Um, but Chelsea are an interesting one. I think the five-two is a bit mad, um, and we could probably take it with a grain of salt. Um, West Brom, it was their last roll of the dice. Um, they just had to <clears throat> big Sam with his big plan change things and made. <laughs> the wildest result of the weekend. Chelsea had the, basically the whole team on internationals. Maybe you justify that. I mean, Silva got a red card early on. It's it's difficult to take much from it. Um, but don't be, I don't think be put off um, Chelsea. I mean, I've only got one player myself, the keeper. But I think if you've got Chelsea attackers in your team, um, which I mean, I talked down down on them last week anyway. But if, if you do have them and you 
kind of worried about them now. Maybe I don't think worry about it too much. They've still got pretty decent fixtures and potential double in 35. So I think that's kind of what I'm saying. If you've got kind of Chelsea and City and maybe a couple of Spurs players in there, I think wildcard is probably not the greatest thing to do. Where I was, um, I didn't like the Spurs players that I had. I didn't have any. I only had Alonso, which is probably wouldn't have played both in any kind of double. Um, and then I only had two City players, one of them being Gundogan. So it was kind of a bit of a lost cause there anyway. Just on Gundogan as well, it's kind of... I think if you're holding him, like, do you have Jota and Lingard? Like, without being too dramatic, I, I think they're clo- those two are close to being essential now. Um, he's just going to fall behind every single. It was painful not having Lingard this week. It was absolutely horrible. Maybe just because it was the last game of the week, but it just <laughs> it seems to be all owned by. I mean, his ownership isn't that wild yet, but it's going to get bigger and bigger. Um, and kind of amongst the quote-unquote community, it's, it seems to be 100%. So I, I wouldn't do it to yourself. Um, Gundogan is not trendy anymore, is he? Not hot anymore. I mean, he's not started the last two Prem games. He seems to be the Europe guy. So I think we're done. And uh, I mean, I haven't looked into this too much, but there is a kind of narrative going around that ever since KDB has come back, Gundogan's in further deeper and isn't getting involved as much. I, I didn't that didn't jump out to me when I've watched their games. Um, I mean, they haven't played together tons anywhere. Um, but it, I suppose it's not nothing. He's had a mad season already. Um, taking money and run, because you've probably made money on him. I know I have. I've bought him at 5-5. Five, five. He's now 6-1, going down to 6 tonight. So... Yeah, an easy switch, I think, to Lingard or Jota there. Um, if you're not on on Wildy, um, there was there was no chance at all for me. He was on a wild card, no chance at all. Um, even to be honest, I mean, I'm up and down on City a lot um, on my wild card, but I was between kind of zero and two attackers, um, and not at any point were any of them Gundogan. Um, I just think it's. It's too silly to spend money in that price bracket, not on those two. I mean, if you're going all three, uh, I don't know what your team looks like. Maybe you've kind of got... Maybe that's when you're taking risks on someone like, I don't know, Aguero or Vardy at the top. Uh, Vardy's kind of fine as well. Vardy's not been talked about as well. Um, So he's obviously kind of just as likely to score some more points than... Ayanacho, I've got my team at the minute. Um, They've got pretty nice fixtures um, for the running. And he's not going anywhere from the team like someone like Ayanacho is. Um, Madison as well, equally. Um, he should be back in now, um, fighting for that Euro spot, of course, um, which should be fairly nailed. But when you're not included because of injury, um, the last time before he picks, you've got to be a little bit worried. Um, so I'm sure he'll be playing out of his skin um, as well. So he's a, he's a cheeky little option, which isn't being talked about either. I also just think this week in particular, someone like Vardy is captainable. Uh, West Ham, um, okay, they got the result. <laughs> but they've conceded five in the last two against Arsenal and Wolves. I think it's without Rice um, on top of that as well. It it's could potentially only get worse. I don't want to kind of rule them out completely of getting the top four that they're Certainly deserve up until this point of the season. But defensively, they look pretty shocking. And someone like Vardy could absolutely ruin them this weekend. 
in fact, I should probably put him at captain one, um, then Salah after that. And I, in my genius, don't have either in my wild card. <laughs> On captains, then, let's wrap things up. Um, I don't captain against Leeds, so that's stupid of me. Um, if I had Sterling in my team and I didn't have that rule where I don't captain against Leeds, um, Sterling would be my captain this week. You have to think the most reliable to start and it's Leeds and we're not the best defenders in the league, are we? Um, so yeah, that seems like a potential route waiting to happen. After that then, so I don't have uh, Vardy, as I mentioned. I don't have Salah, as I mentioned. Um, my armband's actually on Jota at the minute. I think there's a worrying kind of thing. That we're not worrying. <laughs> it's not worrying. We, we kind of quite often blindly rule out captaining players because they're cheap. Um, I've been trying to not do that as much this year. And captaining players like Gundogan who have done well. Um, and I, th- I think players like Jota shouldn't be ruled out of captain just because they're cheap. In eight weeks' time, when the season's over and they bring out the prices for next season, he won't be 6.8 million. He'll be nine, nine five. So you'd be captain in a nine, nine five player, wouldn't you? No problem. So I think, yeah. So Jota is probably my captain. Um, the only <laughs> completely mad suggestion after, well, not I'm completely mad. The other ones I'm considering aren't kind of your mainstream picks either. Um, it's Iron Acho, just because of the West Ham defence problems that I've talked about already. Or even Trent. My The thing that's putting me off captaining Trent is because I already have... So I'll be playing Phillips. So I already have double Liverpool defence. So to kind of double down on it and be going for sweating three clean sheets isn't my idea of a fun afternoon. And then Iron Acho just... <laughs> It feels just a little bit too rogue, even for me. It kind of looks like I'm I'm crying for attention. Um, I think Jota does that by himself anyway, so that's fine. Um, thankfully, this week, the Monday evening game is Brighton versus Everton, so surely no one's going to burn me there. Also, if you've got people like DCL and Richarlison in your team, do you hate yourself? Why are you doing yourself that every week? They must be the most frustrating players to earn in the world. The amount of big chances they missed last week was revolting that should never have been a draw but it was and the only good chance the only goal that scored was an absolutely mad chance by Amis which was just a crazy goal which was probably XG wise a third or a quarter of some of the DCL and Richarlison chances horrible and then they're going to draw anywhere I mean it's just frustrating enough earning Dina but I've seen people with with him and DCL or Richarlison, it's like, good grief, you must be pulling your hair out. They've got a double coming up. I've mentioned the double already, but don't hold on to players blindly because they've got a double game week. Same goes for Son. I've mentioned him already. I've mentioned Son too many times. He's going to get a bloody brace, isn't he? Thank you very much for listening. This has been Bandit's broadcast. I've been FPL Bandit. Please do what you do with the podcast. Like it, share it, download it, rate it, review it, share it, like it, rate it. Re- Thank you very much. Love you. Bye.